Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a Brothers Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co-host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading. The Girl Without Hands. So make yourself comfortable and prepare for a... Grim Reading! I think I'm going to certify this story as Grim. Yes, certified Grim. It's in the grey zone again. In the grey zone, okay. I'm certifying it Grim for extreme cruelty. Cruelty, okay. And, you know, violence, obviously, with the cruelty. But it's just nasty. It's just nasty in general. There's, there's just some nasty... There's mild peril. Actually, it's quite, peril. quite severe, that is severe peril. <laughs> severe peril. Uh, yeah, there's some disturbing scenes and some cruel behaviour. So just cruel behaviour. Keep that in mind. Because uh, last episode, uh, The Three Little Men in the Wood was certified grim for excessive violence. Yeah. So this has violence, but it also has cruelty. So that's yeah. interesting. Mm. I wonder what constitutes cruelty. It's a crossover, really. Yeah. Go without hands. Go without hands. A certain miller had little by little fallen into poverty and had nothing left but his mill and a large apple tree behind it. Once, when he had gone into the forest to fetch wood, an old man stepped up to him, whom he had never seen before, and said, Why do you plague yourself with cutting wood? I will make you rich if you will promise me what is standing behind your mill. What can that be but my apple tree? thought the miller, and said, Yes, and gave a written promise to the stranger. <laughs> Got it in writing, straight away, smart. However, slightly off-puttingly, the stranger started to laugh. <laughs> mm, that's not good. When three years have passed, I will come and carry away what belongs to me. And then he went. When the miller got home, his wife came to meet him and said, Tell me, miller, from where comes this sudden wealth into our house? All at once, every box and chest is filled. No one brought it in, and I know not how it happened. He answered, It comes from a stranger who met me in the forest and promised me great treasure. I, in return, have promised him what stands behind the mill. We can very well give him the apple tree. Ah, husband said the terrified wife. That must have been the devil. He did not mean the apple tree, but our daughter, who was standing behind the mill sweeping the yard. Oh, she was stood there. No. He's inadvertently promised his daughter to the devil. No. That's not a situation you want to find yourself in. What a reckless father. <laughs> My word. Now, the miller's daughter was a beautiful, God-fearing girl. Oh, that's who, good. <laughs> who lived through the years in piety and without sin. So she spent these three years... Very well. Very, <laughs> very well, yeah. Very piously. Yes. Uh, Behave But yourself. then, eventually the time runs out and the three years have passed and here returns the devil to fetch her. Now she's washed herself clean and made a circle around herself with chalk. Oh, like slugs. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> That's something different. That's copper, isn't it? The devil. I don't know. know. (laughs) Listen to Gardner's question time. (laughs) You come to the wrong place. (laughs) The devil appeared quite early to make sure he could. Punctual, nice. But he could not come near her. Angrily, he said to the miller, "Take all water away from her, that she may no longer be able to wash herself. For otherwise, I have no power over her." So she's washed her hands, so he can't come near her. So he's only got power over her if she's dirty. Yeah, apparently. Oh, and so it's not the chalk that's stopping it. Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't know what that's all about. 
The miller was afraid, and he did so. He said, daughter, you know, wash your hands. No, wait, sorry. He said, yeah, daughter... Don't get him dirty again. Just don't wash, <laughs> don't wash yourself. Don't wash for a bit. <laughs> Bloody hell. The next morning, the devil came, uh, but the daughter had wept so long into her hands that they were very clean, so again he couldn't come near her. And furiously he said to the miller, Cut off her hands, or else I cannot get the better of her. The miller was shocked. He was shocked, and he said, How could I cut off my own child's hands? Yeah. The evil one threatened him and said, If you do not do it, you are mine, and I will take you yourself. The father became alarmed and promised to obey him. So he went to the girl and he said, My child, if I do not cut off both your hands, the devil will carry me away. And in my terror, I have promised to do it. Help me in my need and forgive me the harm I do you. She replied, Dear father, do with me what you will. I'm your child. (laughs) She ain't fussed. Whatever. I mean... Well, hang on. Thereupon, no, she laid don't. down both her hands and let them be cut off. Oh, no, what are you doing? The devil came for the third time, but she'd wept so long and so much on the stumps that after all, they were quite clean. Then he had to give in and had lost all her right over her. So she is now free from the devil. She's cried so much she'd cleaned the stumps of her... Yeah. ...where her hands used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extreme cruelty. Extreme cruelty. (laughs) And violence. Yeah, it's cut her hands off. That's horrible, isn't it? That is terrible. The miller said, after all this, so the devil's gone in a rage. The miller said, Because of you, I have received such great wealth that I will keep you most delicately as long as you live. So I think that's the least he can do, but he said... I think so. Look after his (laughs) handless daughter. But she replied, quite understandably, Here I cannot stay. I will go forth. Compassionate people will give me as much as I require. So she set, So she had her maimed arms bound to her back and she set off at sunrise on her way and walked the whole day until the night fell. Now, at night time, well, at sunset, she came upon a royal garden. And by the shimmering moon, she saw that trees covered with beautiful fruits grew in the garden. And as she'd walked the whole day and not eaten one mouthful, and hunger tormented her, she thought, Ah, if I were but inside, then I might eat the fruit, else I must die of hunger. Then she knelt down and called on God the Lord and prayed. And suddenly an angel appeared and came down. Because there's a moat, basically, uh, surrounding the garden that's keeping her from it. The angel separated uh, the water so she could walk through it. Oh, like passing at the Red Sea. Exactly, wow. like Moses. She did a Moses. She did a Moses. And then they both went into the garden and the yeah. handless maiden, she uh, took a nibble out of a pear in the tree because uh, obviously she doesn't have any hands. Sure, yeah, makes uh, sense. Now the gardener was watching but as the angel was standing by and watching the whole scene, yeah. he was afraid and thought the maiden was a spirit and was silent Neither did he dare to cry out or to speak to the spirit. So he's just standing there. There's a, just watching. The handless girl eating, nibbling the pear. And yeah. the angel's just hanging out. Yeah. The gardener's a little bit afraid, as you would be. Yeah. When yeah. she... When, when I would she, be. I'd be. I wouldn't know what's going on. When she had eaten the pear, she was satisfied and went and concealed herself among the bushes. So she's going to have a little kip. Just in the. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now the king, to whom the garden belonged, came down the next morning... And he counted all his pears. Wow. I mean, this guy. I. What? 
I mean, where, where do you, you start? You don't know what to say. I don't say. know where to start. <laughs> a king that counts his pairs. I don't like this guy. I would no. Not, I would not hang out with this Instantly man. put off. Yeah. However, it seems like he's just a real greedy man. He's a king, for goodness sake. Mm. And he's counting pairs in his sort garden. Sort of guy that watches the pennies, like, a bit right. tight. Yeah. However, in my head, he's just, like, he's just interested. So Because he, he counts the pairs, and he's not angry. He sees one's missing, and he goes up to the gardener, and he's like, where's my pair? He doesn't go, where's my pair? He's like, where's my pair? Yeah. And the gardener said, last night, a spirit came in who had no hands and ate off one of the pears with its mouth. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I'll see you later. The king said, how did the spirit get over the water? And where did it go after it had eaten the pear? The gardener answered, oh, someone from heaven came in a snow white garment and made a dam and kept back the water oh, that the spirit might walk through the moat. And it must have been an angel. I was afraid, so I didn't ask any questions. Uh, when the spirit had eaten the pear, it went back again. The king said, If it is as you say, I will watch with you tonight. So, the king heads down in the evening, and he brings the priest with him. So, the priest, the king, right. and the gardener are sitting there watching the pear That's tree. That's not a joke, by the way. A priest, a king, and a gardener <laughs> walk into a bar. Watch a pear tree. <laughs> so, they, they sit beneath, uh, they seated themselves beneath the tree and watched. At midnight, the maiden came creeping out of the thicket, went to the tree, and again ate one pear off it with her mouth. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> sentence construction. Eight one pair off it with them. <laughs> and beside her, again, stood the angel just watching in white garments. When the priest went out, so they send the priest out. This is the priest's whole right. area. Yeah. And the priest said, Come you from heaven or from earth? Are you a spirit or a human being? She replied, I'm no spirit, but an unhappy mortal deserted by all but God. The king said, Though you are forsaken by all the world, I will not forsake you. And he took her away with him to his royal palace. And as she was so beautiful and good, he loved her with all his heart. And he had silver hands made for her. Silver? And he took her for his wife. Oh, right. So She's loving it. You know, as you've learnt with these stories, like, it can just zoom forward. It just happens like that. The king just goes, right, (laughs) I'll be having that. The king can make things happen. He can, yeah. Uh, so now she is married to the king. With silver hands. With silver hands. Now, after a year, the king had to go to war. Ugh. Ah, it's got to be that done. That happens, doesn't it? Yeah. And so he placed his queen, his young queen, in the care of his mother and said, If she is brought to bed, take care of her, nurse her well, and tell me of it at once in a letter. I think he means, you know, if she gives birth, because she's pregnant. And then, indeed, she did. She gave birth to a fine boy. So the old mother made haste to write and announce the joyful news to him. Uh, so she, she's written to the king, you know, you've got a baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> so the messenger hastens off to the war zone to give it to the king. Yeah. But about halfway, he has a rest by a brook because he's tired. It's quite a long way, the war. Wow, well, yeah. And he, but he wants that message quickly. Stat. Like, yeah. Well, it's too far, so he has a little nap okay. by a babbling brook. And then the devil came who was always seeking to injure the good queen, and he exchanged the letter for another, in which was written that the queen had brought a monster into the world. Now, when the king read the letter, he was shocked and much troubled. But he wrote in answer that they were to take great care of the queen and the child and just wait till I get back. Yeah, good man. Now, the messenger took this note back from the war zone, and again, he's, he's knackered, and yeah. he sees the brook, and he remembered his great sleep, so he has another little kip. And the devil came again 
and put a different letter in his pocket. Everyone's business. In which it was written that they were to put the queen and her child to death. So the devil has yeah, changed it so that it looks like the king has asked for his queen and child to be killed. Now the old mother was rather surprised by the news. Yeah. She was terribly yeah, she shocked. And she couldn't believe it. And she wrote back to the king, but just got the same answer every time. Kill the queen <laughs> kill and her, the child. Kill her. I told you before. <laughs> kill her. Because the devil's changing it. Because yeah. every time the messenger's going it's to sleep. always falling asleep. But however, in the last letter, not only does it say to kill her, but it also says to preserve the queen's tongue and eyes as a token that she has obeyed. So kill the queen and take out her tongue and eyes so wow. that I'll know. But the old mother wept to think of such innocent blood being shed. So she had a doe brought by night and cut out her tongue and eyes and kept them and said to the queen, I cannot have you killed as the king commands, but here you may stay no longer. Go forth into the wide world with your child and never come here again. So the, ch- the woman... I mean, <laughs> poor doe, for starters. <laughs> yeah, that's not very fair. for that. She... Doe a deer, a female deer. (laughs) Come on, Matt. Um, So she had the child uh, tied to her back and she set off with eyes full of tears. Oh, dear. So she's off again. So so her father's chopped her hands off. Yeah. She's gone off. The king's married her, but now apparently he's asking to have her killed. Poor thing. I mean, mm. it's not a great life so far. No. So she goes off into the wild forest and then she fell on her knees and prayed to God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to her and led her to a little house on which was the sign, which was a sign with the words, Here all dwell free. A snow-white maiden came out of the little house and said, Welcome, Lady Queen, and led her inside. And there they unbound the little boy from her back and put him to her breast that he might feed and laid him in a beautifully made little bed. So she's been cast out. She's gone into the forest, prayed to God. An angel appeared. Took her to a house that said, here all dwell free. A snow white maiden has taken her in and looking after her. The poor woman said, how did you know that I was a queen? And the snow white maiden answered, I am an angel sent by God to watch over you and your child. The queen stayed there seven years in the little house and was well cared for. And by God's grace and because of her piety, she's really pious. I don't know if I made that clear. No, I'm getting that loud and clear. Because she was so pious, the hands which had been cut off grew back. Wow. Like a lizard's tail. Yeah, amazing. Doesn't say that in the book. But but that is the, yeah, yeah, I get. That's clever. Hands grown back. Nice. That is clever. That is clever. (laughs) That's really clever. That is smart. How would you do that? Oh, just really intelligent. Finally, that blooming pesky war is over, and Good. the king comes home. And his first wish is like, where's my wife and child? I just need to see them. But the mother starts weeping and says, you wicked man. Why did you write to me that I was to take these two innocent lives? Oh. And she showed him the letters. It's hold up. The, I didn't write these. He's like, you what? Uh, well, no, yeah. He, so he's, he's gobsmacked. Yeah. And she shows him the letters that the evil one had forged. And she says, I did as you bade me. And she showed him the eyes and the tongue of the doe. Uh, And the king began to weep for his poor wife and little son, so much more bitterly than she was doing. So he starts crying more than the... the, It's not a competition, but okay. Uh, And then the mum had compassion and said, be at peace, she still lives. I secretly had a doe killed and took these tokens from it. But I bound the child to your wife's back and bade her go forth into the wide world and made her promise never to come back here again because you were so angry with her. Then the king spoke... 
I will go as far as the sky is blue, and will neither eat nor drink until I have found again my dear wife and my child, if in the meantime they have not been killed or died of hunger. <laughs> this guy likes small print. <laughs> Disclaimer. Uh, so the king, he travelled, he went off, he went on his travels for seven long years, and he sought her in every cleft of the rocks. And he didn't eat and drink for seven years? He didn't. Wow. And do you know why he didn't? Because God supported him. Ah, uh, I see. Right, right, right. And at length, he came into the great forest where the little house was, with the sign that said, here, all dwell free. Uh, he's found it. And then forth came the white maiden, took him by the hand, led him in, and said, welcome, Lord King, and asked him from where he came. He said, I have traveled about the space of seven years, and I seek my wife and her child, but cannot find them. And the angel gave him some meat and a drink. Uh, but he said, no, no, I just want to rest a little bit. And he went to sleep and he put a handkerchief over his face. And thereupon the angel went into the chamber where the queen sat with her son. Now the son's got a name at this point. The Ooh, queen okay. has called the son Sorrowful. I mean, she's <laughs> lighten up. I mean, he's going to need some on. serious therapy. Yeah. And the Snow White Maiden said, Go out with your child, your husband has come. And she went out to the place where he lay, and the handkerchief fell from the king's face. And she said, Sorrowful, pick up your father's handkerchief and cover his face again. And the child went and put the handkerchief over the face, but the king's awake now, and yeah. he sees what's going on, and he's, he's enjoying it. So he pretends to be asleep, and he lets the handkerchief <laughs> fall off. And the child grew impatient. <laughs> and said... I'm sick of this. And said, Dear mother... How can I cover my father's face when I have no father in this world? I have learnt to say the prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven. You have told me that my father was in heaven and was the good God. And how can I recognise a wild man like this? He is not my father. When the king heard that, he got up and he asked who they were. <laughs> He's like, right. Who are you? Then what? she said, I am your wife and that is your son, Sorrowful. And he saw that she had hands and he said... My wife had silver hands. Never mind the fact she looks just like her. <laughs> and she answered, The good God caused my natural hands to grow again. And the angel saw the confusion. She went yeah. in the other room and brought the silver hands in. Right, just to yeah, prove yeah. it. Then he knew for a certainty that it was his dear wife and his dear child. And he kissed them and was glad and said, A heavy stone has fallen from off my heart. Then the angel of God gave them one meal with her. And after that, they went home to the king's aged mother. There was great rejoicings everywhere, and the king and queen were married again and lived contentedly to their happy end. Lovely. God in there. Yeah, that's it. That is quite different to the rest so far. Mm. Very, quite strikingly. Very, yeah, it's like a religious fable or something. Mm. <sighs> heavy, isn't it? It is heavy. It, you know, it really is. It's like it's, I'm processing it. Do you want to do a quick roundup? Quick uh, fire story. Adam's quick summary. It's going to become famous. 
Devil uh, turns up. <laughs> he manages very cleverly to um, get a legally binding agreement <laughs> that he's going to get his, this uh, Miller's daughter. I think this is like a, a call for legal reforms in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in early Victorian Germany. He... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why the agreement's binding. Like, legally, it's like, <laughs> if you don't honour this it's agreement, I'll take you to court. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you'll find the daughter is mine. <laughs> he says, all right, fine, fine, you have the daughter. She's too clean for the devil. And so he couldn't so, grab so, her. So the father was like, right, you've got to not, not wash for a bit. <laughs> it was something about the hands. He's like, I can't... The hands are too clean. What I didn't understand was the devil's like... I'm going to take your daughter, but I, I, you know, I can't like this. And if you're not going to let me take your daughter, I'm going to take you. Mm. That's the point where the dad should have gone, take me instead. Yeah, right. It's not like, that, that, that's ridiculous. What a cowardly little snivelling. <laughs> it goes to great pains to say he was so terrified. And when he goes and tells his daughter, he says, I'm really sorry. But in yeah. my fear, I said, I'll, I'll take the hands off. Yeah. And the daughter sort of says, don't worry about it, father. You know, don't worry, yeah. I'm your daughter. So she's the hero, really. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. not, it's not like the devil saying, either let me take your daughter or I'll kill the rest of your family. Mm. Or like, it's like you or your daughter. And he's like, mm, my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, not great on his part. So the father cuts off. Cuts the, her hands off. Yeah. She's now got, uh, well, it doesn't matter if she's got clean hands or not, because she's got, mm. and I mean, but then she's got clean stumps because she cries onto the oh. stumps. I mean, that is dark and, I mean, laying it on thick. That's why I certified it grim. That is is cruel. But she's still got clean stumps. So she's like, oh, I can't take her in this state. And for some reason, it's all forfeit now. The whole deal's out. It's gone. Mm. So the devil runs off or disappears, whatever he does. And I think the family are still rich because he made them rich. But anyway. But she's like... Don't hear from them again. I'm not, I'm not going to live with you, Dad. Um, it's not after what you did. <laughs> he says, you can stay if you want because, you know, you've made me rich. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, uh, I think I'm going to leave never... uh, the family that cut my hands off. So she ties her hands up to her, arms up to her back. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Just keep them. No, you can still use them... your arms. Yeah, you can still. She yeah, has them bound behind her. So she walks, finds a, a king's garden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> Uh, can't get across the moat. Gets an angel to uh, put put the water to one side. She scoots along. Eats a eats a pear without mm. her hands, like with her mouth. I'm pretty sure it's like a bit like a party game. <laughs> the gardener sees her and he's like, "What are you doing?" Uh, but he's scared. He's not going to go up to her because because mm. the angel's still hanging the angel's around. There and he's like, "Oh, spirits and that." So mm. she goes off and sleeps in a hedge. Um, and he goes to tells the king oh no the, he doesn't t- the king goes to count his pears yeah. he's like I'm one short what's going on <laughs> and the gardener explains he's like alright I'm going to watch for this yeah. watches she comes back out have some more pears the next night With the, the priest is there oh yeah he's got the priest because mm. of the spirit so the priest he's like go on sort that out the priest goes and sorts well he, say, he says like, are you from heaven or earth and she's like oh, I'm immortal but yeah. my hands have been cut off she's like oh that's bad yeah. The king's like, oh, I'll look after you. So he looks after her, makes yeah. her his wife. Yep. That's so kind. Makes her silver hands, which are yeah. going to be heavy. 
Yeah, that's true. And how do you strap them on? Exactly. How does that work? Uh, I don't like the thought of that. No. Is it li- Just get a hook. Like <laughs> that's more useful. <laughs> yeah, true. But then that's... Co- oh, well, I don't even want to think about it. It's got no. screwed in somehow. Oh. That's not great, is it? No. Um, I ha- think there are other Handy ways. for the shopping, but... <laughs> so then that's all fine. They're all happy. She King is, goes to she's, war. she's pregnant. Oh, he yeah. goes off to war, presumably to fight Napoleon or something. I don't know. Uh, I think you're thinking a bit too recent. He's <laughs> <laughs> a bit older than that. <laughs> yeah. He goes off to fight some, like... Uh, yeah, it's set in, like, a, like alternate... It's like Middle Earth. It's not real. Oh, is it not? World. Okay. No. Oh, is it not? Oh, it's just not... Oh, it's fiction, isn't it? Sorry. Uh, yeah. She gives birth to a lovely son. Yeah. Uh, queen, uh, Queen's mum, <laughs> the Queen's mum, <laughs> Queen Mother, writes to the king uh, saying, oh, she's a lovely boy here, been born. Guy that's like the messenger man, mm. such a lazy fella, has to keep falling asleep. Maybe he's got narcolepsy or something. <laughs> that's the, you don't want a narcoleptic no, messenger. No, no. But he might, it might, to be fair, it might be quite far it away. Quite I'd far. hope it was. You wouldn't want a war on your doorstep. He falls asleep. Clearly the devil's been watching the whole time. You wouldn't want a war anywhere, but yeah. Uh, no, yeah, well, no. That's true. The de- yeah, the devil's devil, everywhere. The devil the turns up. Causing mischief. Swaps the, well, he opens the letter. It's like, oh, what's going on here? Doesn't realise it's treason to open someone else's mail. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's the line has been crossed. Yes, but finally, <laughs> up to this point, it's all been fine. Right, right that is it. <laughs> that crosses the line. He sneaks in another letter. The messenger brings that to the king. He's like, "What? Uh, the queen's uh, giving birth to a monster or something?" Yeah. He's like, but he's a good guy. Deep down, he's a good guy. And he's like, "Doesn't matter. We'll take care of her. It's fine." Mm-hmm. Messenger falls asleep on the way back. <laughs> You're so unimpressed. Sleeping on the job. And then the devil swaps out this letter mm. and swaps it for one saying, kill the queen. Yeah. So really, it doesn't matter that the first letter is swapped anyway. He could have just swapped the last letter. That's a good point. Uh, but he wants to upset the, the king. The queen's like, are you sure? Writes back. He's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah got to kill the... Well, mm. he's not saying that, but the devil is. Got to yeah. kill the queen. And cut out a tongue in his eyes. Yeah. Uh... And the queen's like, I'm not doing that. The queen mum yeah. says, not, I'm not doing that. Cut, gets a doe and murders that. Poor I little mean, thing. Yeah. Cuts out her tongue and eyes. Presumably they're quite human-like. I guess. Queen flees with the son strapped to her back. Yeah, because the queen mum's like, just go. Just go, 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 go. I'll pretend I've killed you. Mm. Devil's fooled by that, presumably. Mm. She goes and prays and get the angels get her to like a special clubhouse. Here all dwell free. Yeah. It's a good motto. Here all dwell free. So Make she... us dwell free again. <laughs> so she lives there, raises the sun, calls it sorrowful. I think you're you're bored even telling the story back. <laughs> it's a terrible name. <laughs> but Yeah, isn't that awful? Sorrowful. Oh I mean Poor little lighten writer. up. <laughs> oh her hands grew back. You missed oh, that. Oh her hands grew back, she prayed a lot. Yep. And then the king goes off looking for her because he gets the truth out of the woman, yeah. out of his mum. Yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, she's not really dead. She's just run off. Yeah. So he looks for her for seven years, doesn't seven eat. Years. Interestingly, it said that the woman and Sorrowful were in the house for seven years and it said the king was looking for her for seven years. So I don't know if that's 14 years. So it's a 14-year-old or I, kid. Or, or the king got back literally as they like head off. Like she literally just yeah. got to the end of the garden. He's like, where exactly. is she? Dead. Oh, no. <laughs> And they just, yeah, it's been, yeah. 
but while then, getting back to And the then trip. he's like, he gets to this special house. Here all dwell free. He's free. He uh, falls asleep, puts a hanky on his face. He's like, don't disturb. Uh, she's like, oh, there he is, my husband. She goes to Sorrowful. That's your, yes, your father. And he, like a moron, <laughs> is like, but you taught me uh, <laughs> our father who art in heaven. Doesn't understand, hasn't grasped the concept yeah. of a human father yet. I mean, he hasn't had a great life so no, far. No, true. I mean, come His on. name's Sorrowful. Yeah. The handkerchief drops off. He puts it back on the man's face. Yeah. He's like asleep, but he's not asleep. I don't know. I don't even know what happens there. Gets very confusing. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. And then he's having a little game. They live happily ever after, basically. Yeah, yeah. The angel's like, no, it is your your wife. Here's the hands, the silver hands. Yeah, I love the fact he doesn't. It's like, yeah, she look. She looks the same. I know. She just has hands. This is a, a motif that appears a lot, I think, in, in folklore. The woman without hands. <laughs> it's odd. It's I really thought you were going to be more general. No, it's literally a handless woman. It's a big motif. Yeah, like... There, so there are other versions of this story. There's an Italian one, famously, and I think there's an... There, you find it in Africa as well. And often, these stories are even darker. So the hands are cut off when she when the, the maiden refuses sexual advances of the brother or father. What? Yeah, that's a that's what you often find in this the handless maiden tale. There's uh the there's an the Italian one's called Penta of the Chopped Off Hands and and it's basically the the brother comments on the loveliness of her hands that, and she chops them off herself, I think. Because she's like you're my the brother's brother, you lusting creep. after her, yeah, cuz he likes her hands. But it's very odd hands. Why hands? Yeah. There's something interesting. Hands in luck. <laughs> oh no! Now you're getting oh. really confused. And there's a 13th century poem called um, La Mannequin or something, a French poem. Um, yeah, in which the the maiden does it to herself because by law in the poem, the king can't marry someone without a limb, so she cuts her own hands. By off. law. Yeah, to stop the king. Uh, it's a way out. So of... she doesn't want to get married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so far, all the women have been like. Please, I want yeah. to marry a king. This it's one's not like, always like that. Good, no. good. So there's an interesting uh, motif that recurs. Strange, isn't it? That is really weird. Ah. Can I tell you about the... Right, so, so we usually read the um, sort of middle Victorian English translation. Yeah. But the very original German first edition, the story's quite different. Yeah. From later um, uh, English translations and the Brothers Grimm stories. Because basically, I'm pretty sure that the Grimm's made it so much more godly and pious than it originally was. Yeah. So the first story, for me, is better. Really? Right. So it's, it's much less overtly religious. It's still yeah. got religious themes, but it's not rammed down your throat. <laughs> no. So, for example, uh, there's a, it all starts the same. The setup's the same. There's no moat. There's just a hole in the hedge of the royal garden. <laughs> right. So there's no angel yeah. that comes she down. In, she just yeah. goes in. Interestingly, it's not uh, pears on the tree, it's apples. Ah. But I would imagine that they changed that because of the association with Eve. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, interesting. And she doesn't just uh, like bite the apple on the tree. 
she, what does it say? She shook the tree with her body. <laughs> so all the apples fell down. <laughs> does a little dance. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then she does this for three days and there's no gardener, there's guards. On the third day, guards come and arrest her. And the king said, let's expel her from the kingdom. But the prince, so the king's son, said, isn't it better if she stays and looks after the chickens? <laughs> it's a good point. And eventually uh, the king says, like, the prince needs to marry. And he says, oh, I know I'm going to marry. So she doesn't marry the king. She marries the prince in the uh, original version. Yeah. Um, and the other differences are in the letters that go back and forth because the king dies and the prince becomes king and he goes off to war. Oh. Uh, the letter says that she's given birth to a changeling rather than a monster. Which oh, a changeling. There's also, there's no king's mother. She's not involved. Like, this story is much shorter and sweeter. Uh, there's no eyes and tongue are cut out. She just leaves. Um, <laughs> and now this is interesting. So at the end of the story we read, um, the angel comes down and takes her to a house and her hands grow back. In this one, in the very first one, she sees a man in the forest who helps her to breastfeed the child. He holds the child to her breast. <laughs> oh, right, okay. And then he goes, says, wrap your arms around that tree over there. So she wraps her arms around a tree and her hands grow back. What? And then he says, you see that house over there? Go live in that house. <laughs> and so she goes and lives in the house. Nothing about the angel, the snow white maiden. No. And then the, it doesn't say anything about the king roaming for seven years uh, without eating. It just says the king got home, said, where's my wife? Goes out, instantly finds the house. Nice. Uh, and then he has to he tries to enter but he can't he has to enter for God's sake so he has to ask God to enter basically right uh, he goes in there's none of the other business He rec I think he recognises her he's like that's obviously my wife yeah uh, oh no I think he was confused because of the hands but she was like oh you know they've come back yeah and then when they leave the house vanishes behind them uh, so it's different um, yeah and much less there's no angels there's no priest there's none of that business now, um, what's actually surprisingly interesting, so I, I didn't particularly enjoy that one, I have to say. No, it wasn't the best for me. So, I was surprised when I found that last year a French animation film came out that was very well reviewed called The Girl Without Hands. Really? Yeah. Based on this? Based on this. Can I show you the trailer? Yes. Because it looks absolutely beautiful. Really? Yeah. Ma bourse est aussi sèche que la rivière qui entraîne mon moulin. Je peux remplir ta bourse si tu me donnes ce qu'il y a derrière ton moulin. Ouah. Et comment peux-tu livrer ainsi ta propre fille Il n'y a rien que je puisse faire. Je viens chercher mon dû. Wow. So, you know, it obviously has some resonance and there was also I saw a Cornish uh, theatre group put on a, a performance uh, they made a version of The Girl Without Hands oh, in right. 2011 so there's something that resonates with this story I think perhaps having this disfigured heroine figure yeah um, and that's that film looks like it maybe goes more into the emotional heft it looks like it yeah so yeah obviously uh, that looks, I'd somebody actually, likes it I'd actually watch that you'd watch that Ah, maybe we can have a little grim watch session. A little grim watch, yeah. <laughs> watch along. Yeah, let's do it. Let's be able to get our hands on that. Oh! oh! Score-wise. Yeah, go on then. I'm going to give that... Okay, I'd be interested to see your reaction to this, whether you think it's fair or okay. not. 
four and a half. Ah. Now, the lowest one before that, I think, was Tom Thumb. Thumblick. <laughs> I still can't get it right. <laughs> Tom, Which Thumblick. you gave four. Did I? So this is not the lowest one yet. Not for you. You've given it 4.5. Oh, do you think that's quite high then? So I think I will give it... I think I'll give it a four. Wow. Yeah. Is that the lowest one for you? Yeah. Maybe there's a lot going on that, you know, a, a French artist can take a lot from and make a beautiful film. Yeah. But in terms of just enjoyability, I, I, was, I didn't really... It was a bit of a slog. It was a bit of a slog. And I, I think the original version is more interesting... I think because so. it becomes mainly just a biblical lesson from yeah. the Brothers Grimm, I think, when they edit it later. Yeah. Well, mm. there we go. Nice. So what's, what have we got next? How six men got on in the world. Yes, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a good one. How did six men get on in the world? <laughs> How did they make their way? Do they get on? Well. Were they friends? Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't possibly say. Find out. Next week, will be revealed. You can email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at grimreadingpod. Also on Instagram and Facebook, grimreading. You can find us on Podbean, podbean.com slash grimreading. And we also have a website, grimreading.wordpress.com. Keep it grim. Keep it grim.